Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra. I want to take a moment before we dive into this really, really key podcast to thank all of you who have been tuning in regularly over the last few months. And for those of you that have left reviews on iTunes, it really means the world to me and to receive so much positive feedback has been such an honor. Perhaps my favorite bit of feedback that I've received thus far is people sharing that they love that I'm talking about so many seemingly taboo subjects, things that we've been taught are abnormal or shameful or dirty, things like menstruation, the womb, the yoni, which is the Sanskrit word for vagina, things that are so normal and yet we've been taught that they are not okay to talk about. And so I want to thank all of you, especially who left that feedback and said, thank you for talking about these subjects that no one else is willing to touch on. So thank you. I also want to say thank you to all of the amazing men that have been listening to the podcast. I really didn't think many men would listen to this podcast. Obviously, it's certainly geared towards women. And yet I've had so many amazing men, men that I you know, know personally that I would never in a million years think would be into this kind of information, reach out and say thank you. This is teaching me A, how I can connect to myself and my feminine aspect, but also how I can support my partner. And that's so beautiful to me. So thank you to all of the amazing men out there that are choosing to tune in as well. That's a really beautiful gift. And all of this ties in really beautifully to what I'm talking about today, and that is the cervix. So maybe you know what the cervix is, and maybe you don't. And if you have no idea where I'm even going with this, you're not alone. Very, very often I'm leading a sacred goddess retreat or working with a woman one-on-one, and I'll start talking about the cervix, and they'll stop me and say, Cassandra, what, what is the cervix, and where is it? And I think that shows how deep this disconnect really goes and what a huge gap in education there is. So few of us know what the cervix is or what it does. And if you do know what the cervix is, it's potentially because you've been pregnant. That's really the only time as women that we talk about the cervix is when we are about to go into labor and we say, how dilated am I? That's related to the cervix, how big our cervix has opened. So we're talking about the wisdom of the cervix today, why this is so important, and what wisdom we can learn from this really, really magical organ that really deserves far more respect than anyone gives her. I've been so honored to talk about the womb and the yoni, which like I said, is the sacred Sanskrit word for sacred space, which is related to the vagina. Um, And while all of us certainly need to know about those spaces and how to connect, I think there's an even deeper need to know about the cervix, because like I said, there's such a lack of awareness 
that this space even exists. And these are the big three, the womb, the yoni, and the cervix. So let's take some time today to talk about the cervix. So by the end of this podcast, you're going to know what your cervix is, what it does, and then the spiritual component as well in terms of what does it look like to connect to the cervix? Why is this organ so key? What kind of emotion is stored in the cervix? Oh my gosh, this is going to be such a good podcast. I've been so excited to record this one and we're finally doing it. So without further ado, let's talk about the beautiful cervix. So what is the cervix? And frankly, why am I even talking about it? It's a valid question. So your cervix is known as the gateway or the portal, the doorway to the womb. And so it's what separates your womb or your uterus from the vaginal canal or the birth canal. So there is a little tiny little organ there called the cervix that separates these two. Now, if you have used a menstrual cup before or a tampon, especially at the beginning of your menstrual days, likely at one point or another, you had the question of, can this thing get lost in me, right? If the tampon goes too high or the menstrual cup goes too high, is this going to be floating around my body? Where does it go, etc. And your cervix is what actually separates the vagina from your womb. And so this is why you're never going to like lose something up inside of you. Your menstrual cup is never going to like meander up to do, you know, hang out with your kidneys or something. It is a closed system. And your cervix makes sure that nothing goes up into the uterus or the womb that does not belong there. The cervix is, like I said, we could uh, call it the doorway to the womb. Now the cervix um, has a variety of functions, but I think what's most fascinating here is we could look at it as the gateway of life and of death. For those of you that have read the book Women Who Run With the Wolves or have attended a retreat with me, you know that this is such a big theme that we see throughout nature. There is life, there's new growth, and then there is death, there is decay, and then there is renewal. So there's this ever-ebbing process in this universe of life and death and life. And the cervix certainly embodies this energy. With our cervix, we have the potential for life to flow through it. Of course, when we are making love, Sperm would then flow up potentially into the cervix, into the womb to potentially find an egg that it can fertilize. So there's new life potential there. And of course, if we are blessed to bring another human being into this world, then this would be the portal again of life where the baby exits. The cervix would begin to expand and open. It begins to efface and then this little soul could enter this realm. But it's also the portal and gateway of death. For example, every month when you menstruate, this is your body releasing everything that no longer serves it. And this is coming down through your cervix, through your vagina, and then we then bleed and menstruate out. But this is also the place of death if we were to miscarry or go through something like an abortion where life would cease and it would flow through this. And so it's powerful to realize that this One space holds both the energy of life and death. And I think that is so, so key and intrinsic to that of the divine feminine. Life, death, and then renewal. Now the cervix is incredible because it can expand inside 
in size, excuse me, hugely. And there's a joke that if men had an organ that could do everything a cervix could do, that they would brag about it, right? So a lighthearted joke to remind us that the cervix is absolutely amazing and what it does is amazing and yet no one wants to talk about it and no one really gives her the credit. This organ can expand in size tremendously. Obviously our womb or our uterus can expand very much so as well when we are pregnant, but the cervix will come back almost to its normal size after birth within a couple hours. And so this organ can expand and shrink at such a fascinating rate. The cervix is another great example of one of these magical parts of the feminine that science cannot begin to understand. How does the cervix work this way? No one could really tell you but it is an incredible organ that's able to expand and then shrink in such a short amount of time. So one of my favorite things about the cervix is the mirror effect. So if you've ever studied Eastern medicine or traditional medicine or naturopathy, so you know I'm a naturopathic doctor, this is, this is what I nerd out on, there's a lot of mirrors throughout the body. A lot of things look similar. For example, in Chinese medicine, they talk a lot about reflexology, and so they would say the bottoms of the feet are a map to the rest of the body, and by pushing on certain areas or reflex points, you stimulate different parts of the body. But there are some mirrors that are far more obvious than that. So for example, and if you wanna see the picture that I'm talking about, just go to uh, goddessceremony.com resources, and you can get the visual of this, because it's really, really important. When you look at the cervix, an actual image of the cervix, it looks strikingly similar to another area of the body. It looks extremely, extremely similar to the throat. And so what does this mean? Why would the cervix and the throat look so similar? Why would nature or whatever energy created us create two parts of the body that are so seemingly different and yet make them mirror each other. Well, this is because the throat and the cervix are directly connected. For example, why is it that when we are making love that we feel this natural desire to open our mouths and moan and groan and make deep primal noises? Well, this is because this is what opens the cervix. And why is it when we're in birth or in labor, we want to get down on all fours and yet again make those deep, primal, whoo kind of noises? Because this opens the cervix. There's the joke that the same noise you made to make your baby is the same noise as is going to get it out. <laughs> and this is really, really important. And this is why having a doula or a midwife or, or even a, just any birth professional that's trained in the art of birth and traditional wisdom, likely they're going to tell you and coach you to do those deep primal noises. Things like high-pitched screams or clenching, those kinds of things actually shut down the cervix and so labor is going to be much longer. Instead, if we allowed ourselves to honor our natural instincts, like I said, to get down on all fours, those deep, primal, motherly, goddess voices and, and sounds, that would change everything. So when we're connected to our throats, we're connected to our cervix. And this is why there is a huge correlation between having what we could call a shutdown throat chakra, which is just a 
you know, fancy way to say a difficult time speaking our truth or being heard, taking up space, and a disconnect to the cervix. So almost always when I'm working with women who have deep shame about sharing their truth or saying no or having a voice in their relationships, almost always there's a huge disconnect to their cervix. And their cervix it may even have some abnormalities going on. A huge correlation. So when we're connected to the throats, connected to our cervix and vice versa. When we heal our connection to our cervix, we become more emboldened and more unapologetic in how we show up in the world. And this is one of the reasons why I think women need to have this education about the cervix. Because likely, as I said, if you even know what a cervix is, that's because you've been pregnant and you wanted to know how dilated you are, or maybe is going to a gynecologist and getting a pap smear. But what are they doing at a pap smear? Well, it sure isn't empowering. They're putting a cold speculum inside of you. And then if you're getting, for example, an actual pap smear done, they are literally hole punching your cervix. Yes, hole punching to get a piece of your tissue to test it. So really, either way you look at this, likely your experiences with your cervix have not been the most empowering. Another interesting thing here to note is in Eastern medicine, most cultures, whether it's Ayurveda or Chinese medicine, they had an emotion attached to every part of the body. And even if you're familiar with Louise Hay, she wrote the amazing book, You Can Heal Your Life. She correlates all of this as well in similar ways, correlating certain organs or certain illnesses or diseases back to certain root emotional causes. And what's interesting here is the emotion of the cervix is fulfillment. So what that means is likely if we're disconnected from our cervix, we don't feel very fulfilled in our lives. And that may be in our career, that may mean our personal lives, but more often than not, it means sexually. So when we're disconnected from our cervix, we may have a very difficult time experiencing pleasure in sex, and we may have a very difficult time reaching an orgasm. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the cervix in terms of lovemaking and, and all of that uh, that goes into this, this massive gap in information. But for now, it's just key to note fulfillment. So you can ask yourself right now, do I feel fulfilled in my life? And you could even break that down. Am I fulfilled sexually? Yes or no. Am I fulfilled in my career? Am I fulfilled in who I am? Am I fulfilled in my relationships? And if the answer is no, then that's a huge indicator that maybe it's worthwhile to bring some awareness and healing to your beautiful cervix. So what I have for all of you are four tips to heal your connection to your cervix. And by bringing awareness to your cervix and by bringing some gentle, loving intention and mindfulness to this sacred space, you'll notice massive transformations in your life. So here's my first tip, and that is to drink red raspberry leaf tea every single day. Now, if you listen to the other podcast about nourishing the womb, then this is a similar tip. Red raspberry leaf tea is medicine for the female reproductive system. And so whether it's your womb, your yoni, or your cervix, this beautiful herb is life-changing. 
This has been recommended by midwives for hundreds of years as perhaps the ultimate feminine herb. So it's important to note here that it is the leaf I am talking about and not the actual raspberry. So you can't just buy like raspberry flavored tea. It needs to be red raspberry leaf. And this beautiful herb helps to tone the uterus. It is full of iron and most women, because we menstruate and lose massive amounts of iron every month, need more iron in their lives. It helps to support the tissues. It helps to pull up tissues. It's an astringent herb, which means it's, you could almost say like bitter, sucks things up. So some women traditionally have used this for things like a prolapsed uterus and it is very nourishing for the cervix. So if you can, I'd highly recommend drinking one cup of this every single day, but at the very least, drink this when you're on your actual menstrual cycle so that you can replenish your iron and help tone and support your uterus. Many women also say that this significantly helps with their menstrual cramps. So if you get a lot of cramps during your cycle, this is a great tool to weave in. And it's one of my personal favorite self-care routines to drink a cup of this every single day. Okay, number two. And this is where we start to get a little, a little more edgy and where we're gonna really have to ask ourselves some hard questions, but that is, to look at your birth control methods and ask yourself why. Because most birth control methods, whether it's the pill, the Depo-Provera shots, the NuvaRing, an IUD, goodness, there's so many. All of these are likely adversely affecting your cervix, especially IUDs and being in the natural health world, I see so many women that choose to get the copper IUD because it is seemingly more natural. We're not using uh, hormones like we would be with the hormone-based IUD, the pill, the, the uh, NuvaRing, all of that being hormone-based. Copper IUD seems more natural and that's why so many women make that decision because they think they're doing something good for their body. But we need to remember that when we're putting in an IUD, it's actually being put into the cervix, so that can ca cause scarring. There are some women coming out that have shared that they believe that their IUD is what has caused them to have difficulty getting pregnant. And copper toxicity is almost inevitable from my experience. And copper toxicity is linked to many symptoms, but among them, debilitating anxiety. And I find when I'm working with clients with a copper IUD, when I ask them if they have had debilitating anxiety before, 99% of the time they look at me in horror and say, oh my God, how did you know? So know that I'm not telling you, <laughs> I am not telling you to just ditch your birth control method. I'm just asking you to be mindful and to take a hard look at what you're doing because maybe it is an alignment, but maybe it isn't. I know for myself personally, coming off of birth control was a really big deal for me. I found that I was in essence numbed while I was using birth control and it simply disempowered me. I had mood swings, bloating, weight gain. It wasn't the right choice for me. And I found a huge amount of empowerment in learning how to track my own cycle. And so that may be a decision you choose to make now, or maybe down the road, this might be a, a, a conversation you choose to have with your partner. But learning how to track your own cycle is very, very, very powerful. 
And when we learn how to track our own cycle, we learn how to become more in tune with your body. So you learn how to track your ovulation patterns and therefore when to be really careful if you're trying to not get pregnant or when to have lots of lovemaking if you're trying to get pregnant. So this is a really, really, really amazing tool that has helped me as well as many, many women that I've chosen to work with. There's a wonderful book called Taking Care of, excuse me, Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And this book really lays out the exact specifics of how to track your cycle, how to ensure that what you're doing is accurate. One of the ways to track your fertility is feeling your cervix position, because likely during most times of the month, you can feel your cervix by inserting a finger. And depending on how firm it is and if it is open or not, will tell you where you at you are at in your uh, ovulation cycle. So it's very, very fascinating to learn all of that. So know that that's just an invitation for you to consider how you choose to, to take care of your body throughout the month, what your birth control methods are, and maybe ask yourself that question. And if it's time for you to switch to something else or to maybe begin to track your own cycle, know that there are huge amounts of resources all around you. My next tip to connect to your cervix and potentially offer her healing is with vaginal steaming. I'll be doing a podcast all about vaginal steaming very soon because I am so passionate about it and it has been life-changing for me and I'm seeing epic results with my clients. Vaginal steaming is thousands of years old. It's been used by midwives likely since the beginning of time. And what we're doing is boiling water with certain herbs in it we then squat over that pot and the steam begins to come up inside of the body into the vagina and then likely up into the cervix and womb. This has been one of the most amazing ways for me to bring awareness to my own cervix and to heal imbalances that I had in this space. And I'm not going to say a lot more than that because it's such a, a meaty discussion and I want to give it the respect it deserves. So if you're curious about vaginal steaming on our blog, we have a really good blog post about it and we even tell you exactly how to do it, what kind of herbs you could use. I sell vaginal steam kits on the Goddess Ceremony website. So if you want to start that practice sooner than later, there are options, but just stay tuned for that podcast. But know that that's a really, really important step in healing and connecting to your cervix. My last tip, my fourth tip, and this one is really important, is to have awareness about your cervix when you are intimate. So for all the women listening to this, ask yourself this, have you ever been connecting with a partner and there is penetration and then there is immediately a huge amount of pain? Or do you ever feel like they're going too deep or you almost feel like it's too much, it's too much sensation there? Well, that's not because they are hitting like, you know, the back of your vagina. That's not because they're literally going too deep, but instead that's them hitting your cervix. So when you are beginning to get intimate, your cervix, as it senses your hormones, as it senses that likely things are going to be progressing to full sex, your cervix actually moves up to get out of the way. And in doing this, it allows you to have 
an enjoyable sexual experience. But if we are not warmed up or if we jump just point A to point Z immediately, the cervix doesn't have time to get out of the way and that's why we experience pain or that may be why we have a difficult time reaching an orgasm. There's a common misconception that women are so hard to, you know, to get turned on or to get ready or, you know, women just like the foreplay, they don't actually need it, they just demand it. There's so many strange misconceptions with that. They're not true. Women do need foreplay and they do need that connection before penetration for many reasons. But one of those reasons is so the cervix has time to lift and get out of the way so that you can have an enjoyable and sacred intimate experience. So this would be a great thing to talk about with your partner or if you're a man listening to this, know that the, the things you do before actually penetrating are really important so that her body or your body has time to fully warm up and to be ready to receive. Really, really important. When we connect to our cervix, we are reclaiming a part of ourselves that has been forgotten for far too long. And especially if you are feeling unfulfilled in your life, if you feel this deep pit of sadness, if you feel like you don't know who you are or what you were born to do in this world, or if you feel like you have a difficult time really taking up space here, speaking your truth, being honest and raw, then this is all leading back to your connection to your cervix. So by honoring these four steps, it's going to be a really, really good beginning to living a life connected to your cervix. Now, there are some women that choose to take all of this even further. You can actually purchase your own speculum online, and this is a medical tool that you insert into your vagina, and then you can open it so that you can actually look at your own cervix. Or I've heard a lot of women recommend this. If you go and see a gynecologist regularly, when they insert the speculum, ask for a mirror. They're looking at your cervix when they have the speculum in and they could give you a little hand mirror so you can see your cervix. It's very, very powerful to be able to witness this sacred space. And if that sounds strange to you or if you feel a little uncomfortable with that idea, just know that that's a part of you and that it's been conditioned in us to feel shame for being women, for having these feminine organs, for being human. And there's zero reason to feel that way. And most gynecologists at this point, because so many women are saying, hey, I want to see my cervix, can I have a mirror, will not be phased. So you're not going to be that crazy client that's like <laughs> pushing the boundaries. If anything, they'll probably respect you more and see that you do want to take control of your health. You want to be involved in your healing process and you have a desire to be educated on your own body. The cervix is amazing. And like I said, during certain times of your cycle, when you are not ovulating, your cervix sits quite low. And so you may be able to see it without a speculum, but you'll certainly be able to feel it. Remember that this is the portal of life and death. So remember to honor that experiences that you go through every month, whether that's through the life aspect or through the death aspect. And also see if you can be more vocal through your throat when you experience intimacy, birth, 
or anything else in your life. See if you can tune into that energy of showing up and being authentic. Don't hold back. Thank you so much for choosing to be a little more educated on the subject. There's so much more I could talk about with the cervix. But this is a really solid base knowledge that I think all women should have about this phenomenal and very, very special organ. So thank you so much again for tuning in. If you haven't left an iTunes review, know that it means so much to me. And that allows us to show up a little higher on searches so that more women around the world can find us. We are also giving away a free naturopathic consultation with me to one random woman who leaves a review on iTunes. So if you're feeling like, hey, what the heck, it'd be kind of cool to win a free naturopathic consultation, then just take a minute to go over to iTunes to leave us a review. It really means so much to me. Know that you have the power to heal yourself. Everything you need is already within you. Thank you so much, sister, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.